This is Fearless Rebel Radio, a podcast about body positivity, self-worth, anti-dieting, and feminism. I am your host, Summer Inanen, a professionally trained coach specializing in body image, self-worth, and confidence, and the best-selling author of Body Image Remix. If you're ready to break free of societal standards and stop living behind the number on your scale, then you have come to the right place. Welcome to the show. This is episode 102, and I am interviewing Zakia Gale, who helps bring women's inner fire back to life. We talk about how we've been conditioned to manipulate ourselves in a way that caters to the male gaze, and how to break free of that to honor our individuality and what she calls dragon fire. You can find all the links and resources mentioned in this show at summerinandin.com forward slash 102. Before we begin, I have a couple of announcements. First, depending on when you are listening to this, I want you to know that on September 13th, I'm going to be doing a free online workshop called Stop Being So Damn Hard on Yourself. If you want to sign up for that workshop, you can either A, make sure that you are getting my weekly email updates by going to summerinandin.com forward slash updates, or you can sign up directly to the workshop at summerinandin.com forward slash webinar. I hate the word webinar, but that's that's the URL for that. So anyways, I'd love you to be there. It's going to be awesome. I did, uh, I did that same workshop a few months ago. And so it's going to be a redo of, of the same stuff, but, uh, you know, just tuned up a little bit. So if you, if you missed it the first time, there was amazing feedback from it, just in terms of people really felt that they learned a lot. And it's, it's pulling from some of the stuff that I teach in the program, You on Fire, formerly Rock Your Body, which is going to be open for enrollment on September 11th. So again, just make sure you're on my email updates, or just go to summerinandin.com and sign up for any of my stuff there and you'll get you'll get updated. Also want to just give a shout out to Shawnee L who gave this amazing review. She says, I just love this. Where has it been my entire life? I love short snippy reviews like that. They're awesome. Leaving a review helps others to find the show. So I would love it if you took two minutes to leave one for me. You can go to iTunes, search for Fearless Rebel Radio, then click ratings and reviews and click to leave a review or give it a rating. And please do subscribe to the show because that helps to boost it in the rankings too. I think that was all the announcements I wanted to give you today. So today's guest is Zakia Gale. Zakia Gale is the confident woman's secret weapon. Her mantra of every woman deserves to feel like a goddess has led her to bring over 300 powerful women's inner fire back to life on the beaches of Tobago, Barbados, and St. Lucia. Zakia works with just 30 women a year and spends the rest of her time living a truly liberated, unbridled life with her husband and two-year-old. You can find more about Zakia at ZakiaGale.com which I will link to in the show notes. Zakia is hilarious. She's awesome. And her approach may seem a little bit unconventional and a little bit mysterious to you, but uh, really listen to what she's saying. And uh, she's got some a really powerful perspective. And I'm happy to have her here today. She's actually doing a bonus tutorial for you on fire because she helps bring people's fires back. And her tutorial is all about finding our pleasure and sensuality in order to embody self-love. And it's awesome. The tutorial she gave for the program is amazing. So I'm really excited to have her here and I'm excited to have her on the show today. Hi, Zakia. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm excited <laughs> to have you here. Actually, let's start by tell everybody about how you found me. Okay, so it's a very crazy story. And yes, you told me I could say fucking, so it's a fucking crazy story. So I have this awesome client and we were on the beach in Tobago because that's where I do my thing. And she was in the middle of a epiphany moment and in the middle of that epiphany moment about her body, I was asking her, like, I make, I ask really probing questions. And I was asking her, well, before you came to this moment, who was it along the journey who helped you? Like, list out these people, because I want you to make markers, if, if you see it in my mind. Well, in her mind, I want her to make markers so that if she's ever going down the path of hating herself or hating her body again, she can remember who was there and it kind of triggers a really nice memory. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so... In it, she talked about a podcast host called Summer. And I was like, 
podcast. Who listens to podcasts? <laughs> I thought they died with iPods. And she's like, no, no, everyone listens to podcasts and some is amazing. And I was like, really? You should like, you should tell her that right now. She gave this amazing testimony about how Summer and some of Summer's guests really, well, you, I'm, I'm saying something like you're in a third person. Yeah. But yeah, how you totally helped her and helped to come to terms with her previous crash diet issues and her hatred for herself. She really had, um, well, before, she had this strong hatred for her body and like just like, kind of like a distaste, like in a way, somebody gives a compliment and she's like, yeah, but I mean, you haven't seen this fat roll. Some stripping aside that. And you're like, don't be stupid. Anyway, so long story short, she says, you should totally meet Summer. She's totally aligned with what you're doing. And I'm like, really? So I whip out my phone because I, so I was like, this must be a dare. And I tell her, okay, so I will contact Summer and ask her to be, well, no, I'll just contact Summer to tell her that you think she's fucking amazing and that you really want to group her. I don't think I told you about the grouping part, but. No. No, no. <laughs> that she wants to what? She wants to grope you. Grope? Like oh, okay. Just, yeah, she just, she's, just, she's in love with you. She's okay. totally in love with you. Okay, okay. In every single way. She's like, Summer is a pure person. I'm like, that's beautiful. You should tell Summer. And she totally was like, no, 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 no one can know. She can't know that there's people listening. And I was like, okay. So then I, right there, sent this crazy email to Summer saying that there's somebody who's obsessed with you. And they are so ready to meet you and they love what you do. And I like, I love sending happy messages to women who are doing the damn thing. So I was quite happy to send that message to you. And now, lo and behold, here I am on your show. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, it's and awesome. it's, uh, yeah. And I mean, I, you sent one of the best emails that I've got. So that was, that was pretty amazing. But, <laughs> uh, let's, let's backtrack and have you tell everyone a little bit more about what you do and how you got into what you do. My God, how much time do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I, hmm, it's always a difficult question. What do I do? What I do is I help facilitate your, your hatred for yourself. And this is specifically women. I only work with women. I help facilitate that change within yourself where everybody wants to love themselves genuinely and we all try to struggle it out alone you know you read your self-help books you go to seminars you meet people but at the end of the day when you're by yourself in the dark in the middle of the night and you're facing your fears head on you're frightened and that's the it's those moments when you're by yourself when you need that person kind of reeling it back so what I do is I in three days on the beach (laughs) I change that where those fears don't scare you anymore. You, you, you literally, at the end of it, you do not hate yourself. You're on a track to loving yourself. You believe in yourself. It's, I guess, the, the switch is like how you look at yourself in, like, you know, people say rose-colored lenses. Mm-hmm. Before, you were looking at yourself in black lenses, you know? <laughs> like, if the worst of yourself, you would think even worse about it. And it permeates through every aspect of your life. And what I do is I help you to get into the habit of looking through your life in rose-tinted glasses to the point where it's no longer rose-tinted. That's actually just how your life is. It's fucking mm. awesome. Yes. So I do that really intensely in three days. And it's not an intense like where you're sweating out, but it's quite honest. It's very raw and it's really amazing. That's why it has to happen on the beach because we can't be uncomfortable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I do amazing so cool and i'm so curious like you you leave it kind of mysterious in terms of exactly what happens exactly what happens yeah because i mean if i tell you you'd probably like run you see i'm batshit crazy and you'd run for the hills (laughs) (laughs) you have to leave a bit of mystery in there because when people know everything they then they do it in their minds Mm -hmm. and then they think nope i'll never do that i can't do that and they just shut off all possibility of serendipity Mm -hmm. and you know you need a lot of that in your life you need you need that kind of childlike wonder and hope so i always find it best to just keep adventure alive in everything especially since it changes with each person everybody doesn't have the same problems with themselves Mm-hmm. We all have like, you know, slightly different nuances. We all have different triggers from childhood. Those things are confronted because nobody's the same. We're, we're all beautifully individual and we should honor that. 
So just like how no diet really works for anyone, because I mean, what the fuck is a diet? Anyway, <laughs> none of that actually, something that worked for one person would not work for another, which is why we need nutritionists possibly and many other things particular for you and for your body. So I'm like that. I, it really does depend on who's coming to me mm-hmm. and we then have a damn good time. And in three days, you know, you're walking onto that flight sassy as fuck and really happy with your life. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. I want to come. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. It'll be so much fun. Oh my God. That's great. It's great. So how did I you get it. into it? Okay, well, I got into it because I had my own body shit, right? It started off, I've like always been very fascinated with women. I mean, I'm not a lesbian, but I might as well be. It's like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love everything, every facet of being a woman. And not in the stereotypical way where society dictates that a woman is supposed to have a certain set of criteria. I love the gamut of emotion, basically. And I love the questioning that a lot of women go through on what that, like, you know, when you're at your, at your pits, you wonder, what is it to be me? Mm-hmm. I love that question. And in my, I think from the time I was, from when I was 11, I went to an all-girls school. So that really makes you an expert in the nuances of female behavior. There's always the people who like to conform to society standards and the woman who go off alone, the lone wolves. And I generally got on with everyone because I was so fascinated on everyone's journey to not just finding yourself, but learning to love yourself. Because that's always the goal, isn't it? Like we all have these idols of confidence. When you want to do something, you remember if it's a family member or a celebrity or something who you really want to embody You want to embody that confidence that they had at that moment to help you get through whatever you're getting through. Mm -hmm. And what I found most fascinating in my life was the different examples that women tended to to hold on to when they're at their weakest. And they always tended to be like these really larger than life characters. You'd expect it based on how we're supposed to be mild mannered and, you know, soft and plushy like a teddy bear. You'd expect that we should have idols like that, whereas our idols tend to be vicious. They're like, you know, fucking mother bears. We'd rip you apart. Like, I, I call it dragons. We, we are all dragons. We have this dragon inside us. And anyway, so I went through my own body struggles. I, was, I certainly did not look, and still don't look, I guess, like the, the Hollywood perfection. I have my pudge. I love my pudge. My ass is sexy as fuck. I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I need to say, I guess I should say this in a negative way before. But before, I would have a, a horrible view on my body. Whereas now, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. And so I, even saying this, I find it very difficult to go back to that mindset. Because it's so bogus now. Yeah. You know, like, I knew, I can tell you, the things I thought about myself and I had a mental loop. So when I left the country and I went to university in the UK, I had a lot of, a lot of my mental loop that was keeping me back and holding me back was about the imperfection in my body and the, my mental loop on the imperfection of my body permeated through to my life. So I would say I'm imperfect, not just in my body, but in this and not just in this, but in that, you know, and as it extended, I got to this state of desperation of, you know, I need to go on this diet, that diet. I need to fix this because in fixing this, the rest of my life would totally transform. Right. And then I left the country, which was one of those things for university, which was one of those things I thought I had to, to get to that point. I thought I had to lose weight before I did that. But then that thing just happened because it was time to go to university and I got in and I was like, oh, wait, fuck. Ah, I can have an awesome life. <laughs> and <laughs> in that I think in the first two months, in the first two months of me at university, I had spoken to over 3,000 women. I just kind of went crazy. I spoke to over 3,000 women and documented it. I met my husband, my now husband, and we started dating like immediately. I was kind of just a bubble of energy. I basically am as I am right now. Yeah. 
I was myself. For the first time, un unadulterated, I was purely in my passion. I didn't know that that's what my passion was. I actually was there for architecture. <laughs> but nonetheless, I started to go down that road and it all began, this, this journey all began with the question of why do we hate ourselves? So two months in, I realized my mental loop because it started to feel foreign because I didn't think that way anymore. Because here I had obviously external people telling me I'm so alive and I'm so amazing and la, 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 la. And, you know, there comes a point where you're hearing now a different story. You're hearing that actually you're awesome, but your body and the things, the way, the place that you were before is still the same. So you're wondering, are they just bullshitting me or have I been seeing things in a completely different light? And I'm in simplifying this in a incredible way. Um, but it amounted where I started to look through my life and the experiences of my sisters, the experiences of my friends. And I had a fuckload of female friends. I mean, I guess it's a side effect of a female school. But I was I started to look more in depth into what you do when you're at your weakest point. So I know who you look towards, but I looked in terms of the behavior. What are the things we started doing? We started slouching. You started kind of making yourself uglier to prove to yourself that you're ugly. You started sabotaging yourself in different ways. And I had gotten tired of doing those things. So I created a process for myself to get myself out of that mindset. And when I realized that that process actually worked for me, and anytime I got towards a mental state, I just, you know, very quickly brought myself back. I was like, oh, well, you know, this is useful. Thank God. <laughs> I found this. Yay. And then one of my friends got into this really horrible depression, um, triggered by failing. She was like, she's worthless. Nothing is going to work for her. You know, that, that normal loop yeah. where you're at your pits and she would take whatever happened at work, well, at school. She took that into the extreme where suddenly it reflects on her, it reflects on her family, it reflects on her life. And it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I basically stepped in because I stepped in at the point where her family were ready to commit her because it got that bad. She just didn't leave home. She'd stay. She got paranoid. She started seeing things as is what happens when you hate yourself. And I'm saying it as frankly as you hate yourself, because that is what it is. When you're when you are not in your light, you are hating yourself. And if everyone just saw it that frankly, we would stop doing it. Because why would you want to hate yourself? You know, just be honest. Don't don't cover it over with lovely platitudes because you don't want to exist like that anymore. Right. You want to be free. So just say it for what it is. You're hating yourself. And if you were your best friend, would you allow your best friend to continue hating herself? No. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you flip the script. So I taught her what I do with myself or what I did with myself. And it worked for her, which was really awesome to see. And then after that, every client that I've gotten has basically been a referral or I tend to meet a lot of people on planes when I'm traveling. And yeah. then you're stuck to a person for like three, four hours. You start talking about what you do and then you end up having another person on the beach with you in yeah. a couple months. And that's basically how that's how I found out about you from another client who was on the beach with me dealing with her shit that she mm -hmm. no longer has. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of cool things there about like the way that we embody ourselves. And I know when we first talked, you said that you noticed how as women, we position and embody ourselves in a way that caters to the male gaze. Yes. Oh, my God. Can you talk about That's that? That's like a massive. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little more? Because I thought that was so fascinating. And, and just, you know, bringing that awareness to ourselves can be really powerful, I think. Yes. So what I... It's like a big clusterfuck of things. So what I know that really, really opens the box for you is when you realize that a lot of what you're told that beauty is, and I'm talking down to the, from birth straight through to your adulthood as of now, what you're told is beautiful is told through the male gaze. It's, it's told, it's a story of your femininity through a man's eyes. Everything that had to do with you was for his pleasure. If you think about when you're born, well, I mean, you may not remember when you were born, but you can think about other children who were born. If it's a, if it's a boy, there's the immediate coming through the world. 
You know, um, I can't wait to see him grow and lead and things like that. Those type of adjectives. And if it's a girl, you quickly find that is she's so beautiful. We must dress her up for X event or for X thing. She we must we can't wait for her wedding when we will, you know, beautify her in X standard. We must make sure she's always looking good. And the question that you must then ask yourself is looking good for whom? Mm-hmm. You know, you you never ask the boy who he has to look good for because he never has to he never has to objectify his physical appearance. He doesn't need his his physical appearance doesn't really amount his personality. It doesn't matter. He will rule the world regardless. Whereas with a girl, we have to continuously make sure that she's always pleasant. You can't be unpleasant. You can't be upset. You can't. I mean, there's a powerful vessel that brings life cannot express any range of emotion except pleasantness. Yes. It's, it's almost incredulous. <laughs> if, if, you're, um, if you're too passionate, you're a bitch. If you're too passionate, you have an ego. You, you know, but a guy with an ego is confident. Ugh. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm digressing. No, it's so true. I mean, <laughs> we, got, we got tagged as rude or, um, you know, if we're, if we're assertive, we're tagged as rude. If we, um, you know, just speak up. It's it's yes. considered bitchy, demanding. Yeah, we yes. could go on and on and on. It's it's like it's such a double standard. Yes, and what I found in my research was that it went so much deeper than just the labels that they gave us. It actually was now a silent thing within beauty standards, right? Where if you even to go to the beach, you have to mentally prep yourself like months in advance. Yeah, you know. The sun is shining. I realized this phenomenon in England. When the sun shines in England, which is such a rare occurrence, mm-hmm. guys just took their shirt off immediately. Even if it was freezing cold, they just saw the sun. So they're like, right, shirt off. They didn't care that they weren't beach ready because they were not. I mean, this, their skin hadn't seen the sun in months. However, they don't think like that. They don't see, they, they were thinking purely of the benefit of feeling the sun's rays on their skin. Yeah. But a woman, immediately, you think of, what does this mean for other people? Mm-hmm. You know, you're constantly putting yourself on the back foot. What does it mean for this person to see me naked? What does it mean for if I'm finally standing up for something I believe in? What does it mean for my family? How is this going to look on my family? How is it going to look to my friends? How is it going to look to my job? You, because you believe that you, are, you don't own yourself mm-hmm. inherently. You, you are not in control of yourself. Society controls you. Your boss controls you. Your family controls you. You're, you are property of someone else other than yourself. And it's disgruntling to hear, but it is actually what it is. There's a, a marked difference between a woman who genuinely owns herself and her body and a woman who is owned by others. Mm-hmm. And and that, the, yeah. yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead, you go ahead. I was just going to say, it's a strong way of saying it, but it is true. I mean, it domesticates us, you know, the, the yes. s- standards, the, the societal standards and, you know, diet culture, they they domesticate us because they take our power away. Like, I think what you said is that we look at everything through the lens of what does it mean for others, which is a really, you know, powerful thing when you when you think about it when you think about how your independence is stripped away because everything you do is is it's for um, someone else yeah it's for somebody else yeah like i i remember i one of my my clients where we are we're in august now shit she was in january (laughs) um (laughs) and she had an obsession with makeup and i mean i have no problem with makeup but her what we had to boil down to was could you live without it? There's a difference between taking something for pure pleasure. Like, you know, you just love the feeling of putting it on your skin and feeling your, like, you know, almost like birthing a new persona. Mm -hmm. There's that love of makeup. And then there's, I need to cover myself kind of makeup. Right. You know, and she was the covering yourself. She told herself in the beginning that, no, I love, you know, when I put on my makeup, I'm powerful. And then when I had to ask her, when your makeup is off, you are still powerful and invincible. You are still the same woman. 
because the, the powder doesn't do that. So why is it you don't feel the same way? And it boiled down to that she she used to she started off putting on makeup because of acne and her family telling her she would never get married and nobody would ever love her with a face like that. Wow. You know, and it was a apparently it was a flyaway comment. It wasn't it wasn't like she was abused as a child. <laughs> it was a simple you have a lot of acne. If you want to get married or you want people interested in you or wanting to talk to you, you know, first impressions always matter. So let's make sure your impression is the best one. A really simple, what many would say is a loving comment, but it was not born from love. It was born from fear. It was born from a lack of knowledge of this girl's power, because I don't know about you, but when I am in love with someone, I don't see their face. Mm -hmm. I see their aura. Mm -hmm. You know, it's why when people see... I guess like an example is of like Beyonce, when people see her on stage versus when they see her in real life, their first comment is always, I didn't know you were this short because what you were seeing was her aura. And when she was in her power, of course she's larger than life. And then when you see her on her day to day, when you see the reality of it, yes, she's just wearing normal clothes. She's short, just like you and me, mm-hmm. just, you know, quite normal. But when, you, when you're witnessing someone's power, when you're witnessing a woman in her power, you're not seeing her face. They're not seeing your body. You're not seeing anything like that. All you're seeing is what she wants you to see and what she wants you to experience, which is her fire. And we all have that. We can all access that immediately. We just choose not to. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. You know, I renamed my program to You on Fire. Did, like, I don't think you realize that when I, because you're doing a bonus tutorial oh for it. I know. Isn't that, you're so perfect <laughs> oh for God. it. Because it was the same oh, metaphor that I was playing with. <laughs> this is my fucking synchronicity. I'm loving this. <laughs> so tell me, you know, so we're talking about the problem, obviously, being that, you know, we embody ourselves, we set ourselves up to be palatable for the male gaze. So how, yes. how do we become more embodied within ourselves? Like how, how can someone start to connect with, I guess, who Connect they are? with themselves. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, there are so many ways. I'm not, I'm not even going to be that type of person who's like, there's only one way. And that way is through my funnel. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many ways that you can come into your body and, it is all of it is free. <laughs> you don't you don't need anyone else but yourself to get into your body. I mean, one one way that I definitely tell people, well, I let like my my ladies know, my dragons, I let them know, is you can tell when you're being honest with yourself from where you are speaking. So it's something that I picked up from vocal training years and years and years ago, where you know, when someone is really excited, but they're really faking it. And I just really wanted to know my level of confidence. And I am here and I am here. Mm-hmm. Like you're speaking from here. And that hair where I'm talking about now is it's like in your throat. It's really high up in your throat. It's misplaced. You sound really hype. You sound really good. And you could probably give that false energy off. But you're feeling it in your in your upper chest and in your upper throat. And when you're talking to yourself in that way about, I love myself. So if you say, I love myself, I love who I am, a powerful, independent woman, you can probably convince other people, but mm, no, you're lying to yourself. And when you've moved it from up here to all the way down into your body, you'd find that you actually cannot say, I love myself with a pause. You can't say it if it isn't true, because you'd say it and it starts to gobble up to your throat. You feel you it's like you could feel the lie. Your body rejects it, you know? But what's the most interesting thing is that all you're doing is repeating a loop. So it doesn't matter if your body rejects it on the first instant. All that matters is that you repeat to yourself in the same calm, sure manner, like deep within you, I love myself. I am fucking amazing. My ass is the ass of the century. You know, you just repeat that with that level of conviction over and over. And you're just going to create a new synapsis in your brain. Because all it is is that you keep repeating the same story 
over and over in your mind so that it's very easy for you to get back to that memory. And you validate that memory with other experiences that, I mean, you created because you wanted a validation. So the key there really is just consistency for you to tell yourself. And you'd start finding that even after a couple of days that it just, you, you find yourself lightly thinking, oh, you know, oh, yeah, I look amazing. Or someone compliments you and instead of going, oh, no, I'm not. You haven't seen me in these jeans, you know, stripping us like that. Instead of you downing yourself, you find yourself saying, yes, thanks, it's true. Mm-hmm. I do look hot, you know, and it's a subtle difference. And you might even be shocked at yourself when you find yourself saying, accepting a compliment. Because, you know, that's like the biggest thing for a woman. We were taught never to accept a compliment. Right. You know, you never accept a compliment. You must always, when someone compliments you, you must always self-deprecate because you need to be humble, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you need them to know that you're fallible because no woman can truly be infallible. She can't be fully powerful. What does she think she is? If you give a woman a compliment and she doesn't immediately let you know that she actually has flaws, you're like, what a bitch. Yeah, she's so high on herself. Yeah, and the question you must ask yourself is, why shouldn't she be high on herself? Right. Yeah, like, why shouldn't she she be amazing? Why shouldn't she think that she's the shit? If she doesn't think out of herself, who is going to? Mm-hmm. And she's not feeling the shit for you. It's for herself. So why is it a problem if she's amazing? It's not going to impact in your life. And when like you start asking those questions and you feel this ball of energy kind of like tumbling over your heart and in your chest and in your throat, just stretch it out and call it for what it is. It's just a bunch of bullshit. It's lies. It's an old pathway and it has nothing to do with you because you totally love yourself and her loving herself has nothing to do with the amount of love you have for yourself. It's not going to threaten it in any way. Mm-hmm. You're fucking amazing. Like, let her be fucking amazing. You don't even have to allow her. She's doing it. She doesn't need permission and neither do you. So you don't have to feel a god because she's operating without permission. Yeah, there's this interesting thing I hear. Like, the pushback is often, if I think I'm amazing, then I'm not going to, you know, be there for the other people in my life or I'm going to be, yeah. you know, narcissistic and <laughs> checked out of other people's needs Yeah. When the opposite is so true, because when you are full, I liken it to like a tank. Mm -hmm. And when your tank is full, you can do your entire journey and you can pick up people along the way and drop them off where they need to go. When your tank is empty, you shut down. You haven't even been able to pick them up yet. They're still stuck. And now you're stuck. And now you're waiting for somebody with a full tank to help you out. So, you know, if you can't, if you can't fill yourself and if you can't fill yourself with love, I mean, it's like people think you, they have to go to like the guru level, like some Sharma in an Indian village <laughs> where like, oh, I love myself. No, fuck no. Like most women are operating at 5% of love for them. Five or maybe three. It's like abysmal. Mm-hmm. The, it's, it's why like when a woman is pregnant, it's the first time you would hear a pregnant woman probably accept a compliment as it pertains to her body because they're like oh my god you're glowing you look so beautiful and then you're like yes thank you he's getting me so happy or she's getting me so happy like it's the first time you're accepting a compliment and really the baby is not what is having you glowing what's having you glowing is the first time you are looking at yourself in the mirror and even though you're talking to your unborn child saying you're gorgeous i can't wait to see you your body is taking it as you're finally telling your body that you're okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're beautiful. It doesn't matter that you're growing. Oh my God, you're growing. Look at you. You're amazing. You know, things like that. You take care of yourself. You put your feet up. You give yourself more grace and flowing. It's for the first time in your life. You're actually feeling more than 10% of your true power. You're fucking amazing. You should be doing that every day. It should be where you're walking down the road and people are asking you, are you pregnant? Because those are the only women I see with that level of glow. <laughs> I think it's I think it's also because it's the one time where you really surrender to control. You're yes. like, I don't have like your body is doing its thing and and it's It's doing what it's supposed to do yeah whereas like we really need to be doing that all the time because your body is always doing what it's supposed to do and we don't have exactly control over 
you know, our, our size, like our instincts are our instincts and we have to surrender to them. Now, I mean, I actually don't really know the state of my body now. I know it in terms of fitness. That's how I gauge myself. Can I, if a criminal were to come now, can I run? (laughs) Can I run for 10 minutes? (laughs) Or, (laughs) you know, can I run for help or will I die? Or my best one is, can I like, can I sing my favorite song and do the entire dance routine without going out of breath? Can I live fully? That's how I gauge my body strength now. And I can't there fully yet, but I still am fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I don't have that edge anymore. You want me to go to the beach and skinny dip? I'll be fucking right there with you because I'm sexy as fuck. Like I don't have that. I don't allow other people's perceptions of my body to hold me from living my best life. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not about to let someone else's insecurities about to stop me from living the dream. And it really just boils down to that. Are you willing to let somebody else stand in the way because of their opinions? Cause it's not even fact, it's just their opinions. Are you willing to let someone else's view from living like the best thing you can imagine or the ability to tell this story to your kids or nieces or nephews or whatever to have the most epic story and you can't tell the story anymore because you didn't do it because somebody might have been offended what the best stories in life are the ones that where you just kind of threw caution to the wind and you just went for it yeah and I mean no one yeah that's it (laughs) that's it basically no one remembers the boring moments. Life is made up of all of these amazing memories. That is what amounts your life. It's not the everyday drudgery. We don't remember the everyday drudgery. We remember key moments. And the more key moments you allow yourself to have, because you can have a key moment every fucking day. And the more key moments you give yourself is the more amazing your life is, is the more you can't even hear the people in the, in the back of the crowd <laughs> telling you, you shouldn't be having such an amazing life because you should be having shit like us. You should be horrible and depressed and hating Mondays and, you know, all of that boring shit. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's so boring. Why, why would I want that? Yeah. And why would you want anyone else to have that? No, no, no. We can all live our best life immediately if you just choose to. Yes, I 100% agree with that. And, um, you know, when you talk about having that, you know, the fire inside, what are, what are some ways that women can tap into their fire? Tap into your dragon fire. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love dragon fire. Okay. 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 Well, first I think it starts with the knowledge that we all have it, like not in a theoretical way. You kind of just kind of need to stand up, open your legs and if you have a lot full length mirror, it's always best. And you go right up to that fucking mirror, like almost nose to nose with yourself and your body's open and you just say, I am the dragon. And it sounds really corny. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so fucking corny. And that's probably because it is corny that you have to say that now, but in time, you wouldn't have to say it. You just kind of stand that way and then it just activates. Like a superhero. I guess like like men don't have to do that because there's so much media. If you think of all of the superheroes, mm-hmm. they have that inbuilt. They can actually just think about Superman and then they, their chest puffs up, you know, because they have that validation. You have to make up your superhero. And for me, that, for me and the woman I work with, that is Dragonfire. And you could feel it in your gut when you're saying it, like this eternal burning fire that cannot blaze out with water. It's like otherworldly and that could destroy anything, including other people's bullshit opinions. <laughs> yes. Whenever you need it to. And what I find is like the, the times that you need dragon fire, it's when you're, you know, you're out on the road, you, you may be. You may see this really confident woman walking past and suddenly you feel a bit shit about yourself or like, yeah, basically (laughs) you see someone looking amazing and you're starting your, your brain starts to go, if only I, like when you hear the first, if only, yes, you just literally just shout out dragon fire. (laughs) You're going to sound crazy, but what it does is just, it stops 
the mental chatter. And all you need a mental chatter to stop for is for an instant. And in that instant, that's where you get to slip in. And you just keep saying, dragon fire, dragon fire. And you're saying it so often till you can't really remember why you were saying dragon fire. You can't really remember what was going on. You kind of think you're losing your mind. But the great thing is you didn't go down that path anymore. And that changes a pattern in your brain. It tells your brain that that thing doesn't have as much hold on you as before. And the more frequently you do it, the more you create a habit of when you say, if only you kind of stray in thought, like suddenly you would say, if only I, I forgot what I was going to think about. And then you can start in play in, I was going to say in placing, is that even a word? I don't know. Replace? You start, yes, thank you. <laughs> you start replacing, you start replacing your bullshit habits with something that's more attuned to who you actually are. Mm-hmm. And that's where the really interesting stuff start happening because you can decide, you decide the type of person you want to be, you know, you have allowed life to develop these habits within you, but you're older now, you know, the lay of the land, you know how the world works and you know now that you have the power to change how the world works for you. You can't control how the world works for others, but you definitely have total control on how the world responds to you and how you respond to the world. And the only work you have to do is just that little bit in the beginning in changing the, your initial pattern, your, your kind of what you'd call your gut reflex, but mm-hmm. it's not a gut reflex. It's actual patterned behavior. And all you need to do is kind of just kind of scare yourself or the best way I could think of it is like another example. This guy that everyone loves, Tony Robbins, He's a great expert in that. Like, I think it's actual, it's an actual technique where he'll talk to you quite normally. Yeah. And then he will just start shouting at you. <laughs> he'll start shouting at you and cursing. And you go like, what the fuck? You know, you're just kind of shocked and you, you're, you're, you're not really sure what's going on. And then he'll flip the script. And the reason for doing that is to get you out of a habit of thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's the sole purpose of it just to get you out of the habit of thought. Because once you're out of the habit of thought, your brain is like, hmm, what can we put in place here? And then you could put in something useful to yourself. It's all it ever is. It's as simple as that. And nobody wants to believe it's that simple, but it really is. It's, it's like, thing. it's getting out of your intellectual brain. Yeah. It, it's, it's, and I, and it's like in a way that feel it's like tapping into a different energy source. I know it sounds really kind of like out there for people, but it's, it makes sense to me because I use certain techniques that are similar to that when I work with people too. And yeah. it's just to get people out of their heads because you can intellect, you cannot intellectualize with your inner critic. Like you're, you'll never, like you'll just you end can. up in that feedback loop. But if you can like shift your body and your energy into a different, into a totally different sphere place, it's like, it, it shakes you up. I get it. It does. <laughs> and like what people don't realize is that athletes do this all the time, like proper professional athletes, all of the professional athletes, you know, that are operating at that high level, they all have doubts and they all have their routines. So in my study of this, to get to this point, I became obsessed with people who are overconfident. I'm trying to remember the, the author of this book. He did his thesis on it and it was an amazing book. It's called Overconfidence, I think. No, Overachievement an amazing book. And he was a sports therapist, I think. Can't remember what it was, but either way, his study was on professional athletes and those operating at that high level. And what he found was that they all had these failure routines where just before the biggest game of their life, they went through this whole thing where I'm shit. Oh my God, this is never going to work. They're throwing up. They're going through that process, but that process isn't real. Like they themselves also acknowledge that my mind is just here, you know, and that's before the game begins. And as soon as the game begins, all of that shit just goes to the side and they operate purely on the instinct that they are awesome. They don't think about it anymore. They are just awesome. And then they they react and they act and they find that when their game suffers is when they start trying to control to control every thought in their mind beyond the the only truth, which is that I am awesome, you know? 
So if their brain goes to maybe I can't do this and they don't just ignore it and just let it, you know, fall to the wayside, they completely, it totally throws them off of their game. Mm-hmm. You know, if they start paying attention to every thought that goes through their mind and trying to fix every thought, they, they know where each thought stands. And I think a lot of the diet industry capitalizes on the on the false belief that you have to change every single thought that enters your mind as a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, we think a lot of fucking thoughts. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of stimulation in the world. You don't have to control your creative mind, which has every right to jump to every thought because you have the gamut of, I mean, your, your energy can witness and bring forth anything. So it doesn't matter if your brain right now is thinking about a really tasty dish and then it just hops to maybe I shouldn't eat that or maybe I should or and then you're just kind of hopping about the place and you're like what a lovely dress you don't have to analyze those thoughts it doesn't matter that you thought them what matters is if you suddenly placed a negative or positive emotion on it and by doing that you've given more credence to the thought you've actually made the thought valid it doesn't matter if it's good food or bad food or whatever the hell that means you know if you're hungry, eat it. If you're thirsty, drink it. And then you move on with your day. You yeah. know, like it, it just stops there. You don't try to make it bigger than it is. It's yeah. that big a deal. Sounds very much just like mindfulness and seeing them just through that kind of overhead lens of like, okay, these are just kind of thoughts passing through as opposed to yeah. the, the emotions and the stories that we attach to them that create the fear and create the anxiety and the stress and everything else. Oh, you're so eloquent. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Well, that's so good. It is just that. Yeah. So dragon fire then. Yes. The dragon fire and setting that shit alight. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Well, uh, we are coming to a close here and I feel like you've still left a lot of mystery, which is (laughs) good. (laughs) I have, haven't I? Where can people find more of you? Where can they find more about me? They can find more about me on my website. I'm really um, quite shit at social media marketing. Even though I know how to do it, I just really cannot be asked. So the best place to find me is on my website. I, 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 I only work with like 30 people a year. Mm-hmm. So when people find me, we just have a really nice conversation and if we both think that this is great, then we go for it. So I'm not, I'm not hungering, if that makes any sense, for people. I don't, I don't need to fix you because I don't think you're broken. Yeah. Like, you know, that's bullshit. You're not broken. You're fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. So the only reason you'd want to come and work with me would be because you want to really explore the depths of how fucking awesome you are. Like, we're just going to go in and be like, how awesome are you? Well, let me count the ways, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. at the end, you're singing your own tune. That's the only reason. If you think that I can fix something, I probably cannot. Yes. Because only you can fix that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not God. You're God. You're, you're God in your life. You're the only one that can have control. Nobody can fix you. No diet can fix you. No person can fix you. No dress, no brand, nothing. You are already fucking amazing. Yes. That's what I say to people all the time. Well, I use different words, but yeah, we're not broken. And that's not what I do either. It's it's really just about owning who you are and yes connecting with oh, that I'm so fire happy that you're doing this summer yeah thank you thank you well, yes i've seen the effects of what you've done on someone and honestly you are amazing at what you do because i mean she wasn't even your client per se this was just through you talking about it so you're clearly making a mark on the world i'm really 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 happy to know you exist yeah well thank I'm you happy you're alive i'm happy you're doing what you're doing you're <laughs> fucking amazing I hope you never stop changing the world because that is actually what you're doing a person at a time. Well, likewise, you've got, you've got some interesting stuff happening down there and it's, uh, it's awesome to connect with someone who gets it and and it's so gorgeous. Sees, sees the, sees the world in the, in the same way and sees how we need to reclaim our power. So it's amazing. 
Yes. Yeah. So the link is zakiagale.com forward slash summer is fearless. And I will link to that in the yes. show notes. But can you tell everyone about what you're going to give to them or what you've created? Yes. So for Summer's fabulous audience, because you're all fucking amazing, I am going to give you a piece of the dragon chant and I'll explain it. So the dragon chant is something that I do with the women who work with me. It's when they're the most vulnerable and a lot of shit is coming up and you, you're kind of, it's when you're needing a foundation to stand on a stable foundation because your world is rocking and you kind of need to remember how epic you are because there's one thing saying you know I love myself and everything is amazing and then there's knowing it so it's it's the chant that I give women to get them to the point of saying it to feeling it within their body and the first time you do it you may cry you may just kind of like you may feel a lot of memories and a lot of shit bubbling up, but just forget that shit <laughs> and let it come up. Don't try to hold it back. Just let it come up and fall out. And, you know, you honor it. You honor it for what it is, because the most beautiful you can do for your body, the most beautiful thing you can do for your body and for your soul is to honor the parts of it that you think are weakest and to honor it as well as you do the best parts of you mm-hmm. you know because if you are laying the most beautiful table in the world for the worst part of yourself if you can honor yourself like a queen the part of yourself that you think is ugly imagine how you're treating the part of yourself that you think is epic you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like raising what you think is the weakest link up to like the levels that it should be so that is the purpose of it it's a really amazing chant really you just I'll say something and then you repeat exactly what I say the best place to do it is anywhere that you can close your eyes or rather if you could go in front of a mirror and open your eyes and say it to yourself you could play it when you're in the shower it's best to do it when no one's around because we don't want the energy interrupting the honest work that you're doing for yourself so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that thing Amazing. Well, thank you. Yes, thank no you problem. so much. Thank you so much for being here today. It was really awesome. Yes. Yes. This was so amazing. It was just my first podcast. I love it. <laughs> it's just like a great conversation. Good. Thank you. Well, All thank right. Thank you so much. Rock on. All right. Zakia is awesome. I uh, I would like to listen back to that episode and just replay the number of times that she said, you are fucking amazing. I think we need more people saying that to us. And I, I just love how much she lifts other people up. And uh, the way that she does it is just so unique and cool. You can find the links and resources mentioned at summerinandin.com forward slash 102. And that is is where you can find the link to the audio that Zakia created for us, which you can go directly to at zakiagale.com forward slash summer is fearless, but you can just go to the show notes for this episode and grab that there and yeah, do your dragon chant. I think we should all give that a shot and see how that runs for us. Anyways, thank you so much for listening this week. I will talk to you soon. Rock on. Rock on.